Yo, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Demo Listen. I'm Gray. I'm joined as always by my co-host, Nathan. We do a very simple podcast in which we listen to punk, hardcore, and punk and hardcore adjacent music that people send in to us. We're not critics. It's not a review show in a traditional sense. We don't make a whole lot of value judgments about what we hear. We just really like punk and hardcore, so we listen to it for a couple hours each week, talk about it, and uh, encourage people to go out and interact with it in whatever way you see fit, ideally by purchasing physical copies of releases that you enjoy, staying up to date on shit that's happening, and going to see shows when that becomes a possibility again in the hopefully rather near future. The format for the show is that we have 10 bands in the queue every week. We roll some dice and we usually get through between five and seven of them. And that's really all there is to it. Um, last week, we uh, we came in strong with a lengthy preamble, much lengthier than what you actually ended up hearing because I worked like an unbelievable feat of editing and managed to salvage only like the semi-cogent bits of that long rambling conversation that we had and presented it to you in listenable form. But I think this week, you know, we, in the interest of getting through a lot of music and also tackling the uh, voicemails that have accrued and stacked up over the last couple of weeks, you know, we should really just uh, nix the preamble unless you have anything really important to say up top and just like jump straight into the music. No, I'm good. Okay, cool. So let's, let's do it. Let's just do that. Um, so first of all, before we jump into the queue, uh, we do have a, uh, a quote unquote premiere this week. Um, I always feel like a fucking asshole saying that because it assigns a certain degree of uh, gravitas that uh, I don't think is really um, befitting a punk song or our stupid podcast. But nonetheless, I, that's what it is. I, I think that there's no, is there, is there a synonym? I think it's mostly the premiere, right? Right. It's that word. Yes. Like debut doesn't work either. No. Right. Right. Um, probably has something to do with like the silent letters in the word. You know what I mean? It makes sure. it sound a little fancier than it is. Right. And I can't think of a synonym for uh, debut or premiere that uh, works there, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really, I, I've, I've, I've racked my brain trying to come up with something as well uh, that actually applies and I've yet to come up with anything. So if any of our more eloquent listeners have any suggestions, feel free to send them our way. Um, but this week's premiere is a song called Dark Secrets. It is by Laser Boogie Suicide, which is a band name that I think sucks, but whose uh, who's members, at least one of whose members has, has played in a band that we've enjoyed previously on the show. Um, the vocalist of this band uh, sings in a band from Indianapolis called Dope Sweater that we had on the show a while back that plays just like really good, raucous, garagey punk stuff. Um, yeah, and they were the ones that had the uh, sort of cognitive dissonance of their uh, their I guess aesthetic, yeah, sort of with their between their logo and their artwork and everything, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. It was it was a very haphazard visual approach, but the music was really solid. Well, I see that Dark Secrets is following in that strong tradition. <laughs> well, so so this is to, to you know not to blame them. This is on the uh, band camp of the label that's putting this out, Sauna Suit Re Recordings. Mm -hmm. um, so you can find this on Sauna Suit Recordings. It uh, it just dropped. The track that we're that we are premiering is Dark Secrets, which I believe is the second track of off of their debut EP. It also features uh, a little bit more unfavorably on the musical tip. Um, 
Chad, aka Textbook, who we had on the show. Chad is a homie of mine who I like a lot, but we uh, we roasted the fuck out of his music. Yeah, we did, didn't we? Yes, but he's described this as being well. They have they have in their email. They kind of like uh, he described their influences, and there's a lot of good stuff name checked. Uh, the Screamers. Uh, Jay Retard, I think Wire, maybe. I think this is decidedly sort of like electro tinged post punk shit, but I have not listened to it yet. Um, but Chad seemed to uh, to feel very confident in the fact that we would both both enjoy this and not roast it. So there you go. So we are going to listen to the song "Dark Secrets" by Laser Boogie Suicide off of their debut EP, Laser Boogie Horror Picture Show. So we just listened to Dark Secrets by Laser Boogie Suicide off their debut EP, Laser Boogie Horror Picture Show. And while I enjoyed the overall tone and minimalism of that, 
somebody should have been in the room with you, Tony, to tell you no on the cradle of filth vocals. Yeah, I was going to say, I was going to say like that works for lumping the dumpers. It doesn't work for this. No, it does not. No, it does not. Um, that I, I'm actually kind of surprised at how much that took me out of this experience because I was, I was pretty on board until that hit, you know? And then I, I thought for a moment it was just going to make a brief appearance and then retreat back into the shadows and I would be able to like get back into the track, but then it persisted for the remainder of the track. No, I, I was right there with you. As soon as soon as I heard that, I went, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I thought, all right, just get out of this and get back to whatever, you know, it was that was happening before. And then it stuck around and it it absolutely killed it for me. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's better than textbook. <laughs> it's it was it's way better than textbook for sure not as good as dope sweater and like i don't know it's it's a bummer because like i said i i liked overall what this was going for and i think it was achieving it until until that entered in and it's like it's well it kind of goes back to your theory about you know black metal right you talk about like uh first wave scandy black metal and shit and how like if on like uh nightside eclipse or whatever if there was just one line that was like soupy poop, it yeah, would totally yeah. delegitimize like yeah. that entire record. Right, just, if, if nothing else were changed, that whole right. that one thing would just like it derail the whole thing. Completely right. ruin it. Or imagine like on your favorite cult black metal record, like the one that like you know, the one that sells for eight hundred fucking dollars and everybody says is uh, you know, an absolutely foundational record. If somewhere in there was the line, her boobs were really cool. Right. <laughs> no one no one gives a shit about that record anymore. Right, 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 right. Or yeah. they give a shit about it for the wrong reason, right? Yeah, sure. So yeah, put you know, put soupy poop in, in the Nightside Eclipse by Emperor or Transylvanian Hunger by Dark Throne, and it changes their legacy. It changes the whole tenor of the of the record, that one element. It throws everything off balance. And I think that's what we just witnessed here, because minus the the bad cradle of filth vocals um i liked this just fine but i was so taken out of the experience with just that that minor tweak uh that i can't really speak to the quality of the rest of what i heard because i was like i the the experience was it was poisoned for me yeah um, it kind of it kind of gave it the same sort of i guess um the same quality that you hear like it, adding uh when you have like a band that mixes singing with like screaming. So yes. they're like when they're sorrowful and passionate, they'll, <laughs> right. they'll sing, but then they get mad and the beast comes out, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like it's the same fucking thing. Like it just, neither one of those things work together and it just together is, is just, uh, a giant bowl of turds for sure. And like, I guess, I guess it speaks to the fact that like, post-punk especially like highly minimal post-punk where sort of each moving piece has to be working equally to bear the weight of the song like it's a genre that you really need to understand inside and out because it is deceptively simple but like one stray note can take something from sounding pretty good to like pushing it totally into the realm of sounding like poser shit, <laughs> which, which is what this did. It fundamentally, I think what it did was like, yeah, it undermined sort of like the quality of the song in general, but it also just made it feel like very uncanny Valley. And it made it feel like you don't quite like understand what it is you're trying to like recreate. And like, or, or, or maybe, you know, I mean, we always talk about like, 
we, we talk about um, sort of the cosplay aspect of everything and how everything is, you know, basically um, performed sort of to a recipe. You sure. Know? Yeah. But I mean, you know, that's because you and I don't think there's anything new under the sun. Sure. Yes, that's true. You know, so for other folks, maybe it is it is something new. It's something you know. It's not not necessarily trying to like you know revisit something, but uh, you know, I'm going to give them credit there and just say that like you know, trying to uh, explore new ground, but this isn't necessarily new ground with the juxtaposition of, of uh, styles there. Right. Um, and for me, one of the things about post punk that is pretty important is the sort of blasé, bored attitude of whatever topic that is being presented. Sure, yes. You know, the deadpanness of it. Right, right. yeah. Mm-hmm. And for me, because, you know, for me, that's, that's one of its de- defining features and one of the things I like about it because it has like this, a lot of times the songs have the same... Um, the same tenor as like your favorite hardcore or your favorite punk song or something like that, but it's delivered in such a deadpan fashion right? that it almost makes it sound like they're just tired and bored of the same fucking bullshit all the time. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with that entirely. Um, so yeah, overall, um, there, there might, I'm, I would be willing to listen to the rest of this EP for sure. Um, and just keep, keep my fingers crossed that that element was a, uh, one time experiment on uh, on your part and uh it was uh, swiftly abandoned after this track um I'll, like i said i'm gonna give you all the benefit of the doubt here and i'm gonna listen to the rest of this because i think what you're going for is is uh pretty good and was mostly well executed so uh so there you go that's that's the best thing i can say about it um sorry sorry <laughs> sorry sorry dude i can't i can't believe how many times people have trusted us with like you know debuting their track for them and then we've just been like yeah well that sucked ass but I, uh, <laughs> so i was trying to think like like i think head to wall submitted something that for debut neither one of us really liked yeah yeah a couple things actually um you know and i can't remember who else but um hey you know what props for uh, tying yourself to the tracks and seeing what happens. Yeah, for sure. I, I I respect that pioneering spirit for sure. So on that note, let's uh, let's get into the the actual cue this week. So first up, we have got Junta with their Dotid EP. This is a band from it's Junta, isn't it? Junta. Or is it Junta. I don't I know. I don't. I always from, think. I, I think military junta, right? Yeah. This is. A, yeah. So maybe that. If it's in reference to that, then yes, junta. They're from uh, Copenhagen, Denmark. I just assumed that it was a, a, a Danish word that I was unfamiliar with. But yes. Well, you never know with all those wacky languages out there. Do you? <laughs> you never know. Uh, this was submitted sub, submitted by John Berg. It's his uh, his weekly international submission. Then we have got Death Tax with I Will Never Leave You. This was sent in by Joey, who plays in the band, who is like the primary songwriter in the band. So this is a local Fort Wayne band that used to be the band Louisiana Lot Lizards. And Joey insists that they were planning on changing their name before we roasted the shit out of it on the podcast, but okay. I choose not to believe that. So, okay, um, I'll, so, I'll take his word for that. I don't you know. <laughs> so this is uh, this is still Joey at the helm writing songs, uh, but I think with a mostly new lineup. Other than that, then we have got 
one-on-one with habitual explosive anger. This was sent in by my homie Jake Willem. Um, he described this as uh, hard music played by actual hard dudes, which I assured him would not necessarily ingratiate it to us at all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what does that fucking mean? <laughs> yeah, I I know I I know of uh, casually one of the primary hard dudes in this band, um, who I believe fronts this band. I don't know how much of the songwriting process that he's involved in. He I know notably was in the band Enemy Mind, which is uh, a beatdown band who from Pittsburgh, I believe, maybe Philly. Uh, that uh, I kind of enjoy for the genre, actually. Um, but I think unfriended me on Facebook long ago because I was too much of a liberal fag for him. So, um, well, that doesn't sound very hard. <laughs> no, it doesn't, does it? Um, then next up, we have got Richard Scary with Hell is a Place on Earth. This was sent in by John Espino. Um, I have seen this name circulated by a couple people I know on the internet, but I have not actually listened to this band. I know they've been around for a few years. I don't know, but I, I, this name sounds familiar to me too. Oh, because I've seen that EP before with the clown. Yeah. But man, the artwork on this release, uh-huh. just absolutely fucking primo. Yes, it's good stuff. Um, then we have got Austerity with Imperialism. This is a band from Brighton and it was sent in by Fatty Hurst. He said that they're doing like a wire kind of gang of four, um, kind of mathy post-punk stuff and that they're friends of his. Then we have got Eat Shit and Die with Recoil Finger. This was sent in by Max who uh, does vocals in this band described it as a 20 song demo slash CD. Um, Mm. a 20 song demo is bold. Um, I can only guess that this is, this is trying to do like a grind and or power violence thing based on the, uh, number of songs and the song lengths beyond that. I don't know anything about them. He said that they formed at the beginning of 2020 and, uh, were pretty much pretty promptly put on hold by the, uh, by the pandemic then we have got cue ball with welcome to the rubber city this is a band from akron ohio that we've had on the show before it was sent in by vlad who runs delayed gratification records we've had a handful of bands in that general scene um on the show and we've liked uh liked a few of them i don't know that we loved the first cue ball stuff that we had but uh vlad described this as a step up and just being uh sort of straightforward uh mid-paced hardcore condensed into like minute 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 and a half to two and a half minutes two and a half minute formats then we have got doppler radar and the local news with kissing booth booth plus scalp me this is a band from indianapolis indiana this was sent in by matthew sabatowski who actually used to play uh drums in the band louisiana lot lizards um and this is a single of theirs that came out of the beginning of this year he described it as mathy noisy punk uh, nothing. I don't know anything else about this before. This band has not been on my radar prior to this. Then we have got Skeleton with Ordainment of Divinity. This was sent in by Eric Harsh. Um, he said that this band used to be a hardcore band, but that they have pushed further and further into like raw primitive black metal over the years. And this most recent release is on 20 Bucks Spin. I think we already had Skeleton on here at once with a different release. Um, we may have, cause that sounds, that sounds familiar for sure. You really liked them and I was in a mood or something and didn't like them. Yeah, that might be the case. Yeah. Yep. For sure. This, this is their most recent thing from, uh, February of this year, but yeah, I believe that we did have skeleton on here before. 
And then last up, we have got Press Gang Union with When the Storm Hits. This was sent in by Colton Keyes. Colton has sent in a lot of stuff from the Salt Lake City, Utah area. Um, most of them have, have been misses, and he tends to not make really any judgments about what he sends in. He just no. kind of wants to send in shit from his area. In the email, he said that he's not sure if this is good or bad, but he does know that it's rockin' oi. And okay. I guess I appreciate the self-awareness of like not not knowing or wanting to make a judgment on whether it's good or bad, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I, I looked at this as I was like setting up the queue for the night and just like looked at the picture of the dudes, um, looking at the art. It looks, it looks like it could be vaguely racist, but I yeah, don't. That's what I, that's what I was looking at too. Like I was, I was looking real hard at <laughs> tattoos and, um, what was going on, you know, but that's the fucking bummer, man. Right. Yeah. Because you never know. And maybe that's the mystique. I think, yeah, it's part of the mystique. It's not, it's, it's, it's a bummer, but it's simultaneously part of the mystique. Cause like the font on when the storm hits is like kind of the, the, the white power font. Also the word storm, you know, when we're talking about skinheads, like storm is a word that is um, uh, common in the skinhead lexicon. Yes. And it also carries with it sometimes a little <laughs> bit of like uh, a little baggage. It's a it's a bit front loaded. And then like also this appears to be a band of old dudes. And like while I know that sort of the, the skinhead lace code has long been um, out of vogue and not really applied or not really applicable broadly, seeing like an older skinhead dude with white, with white laces, with white like ladder lace docks right. does kind of kind of give me pause, you know? Right, right. <laughs> So this may be uh, deeply racist, uh, but it also may be really good. We're gonna we're gonna hopefully find out the answer to both of those questions. Find out the answer coming up. <laughs> coming up. Stay tuned. So let's uh, roll the dice and see what's up first. Four. Four is Richard Scary. You can find this at richardscary.bandcamp.com. They have uh, like two EPs prior to this that they put out. I think um, this one came out in uh march of last year at the end of march technically it puts it right out of our um right out of the the running it's a little bit over a year old but it was submitted it was submitted it it was submitted when it was still uh when it was still very much in the running and i have to take that into account considering that we're always like three weeks to a month behind on these things so yeah um so the song that i was that i think john i think suggested that we listen to a particular song on here um but i think i think it was fall to uh fail to die the second track because i think he said the first one was like an intro so we'll uh we'll go with that one so we're gonna listen to fail to die by richard scary off their ep hell is a place on earth
Okay, we decided to listen to two songs, so we, so we listened to Fail to Die and Alone by Richard Scarry off of Hell is a Place on Earth. Nate, how'd you feel about it? Um, I like the idea of this yeah. more than necessarily I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm really into how off-putting this is. Yeah, sure. Um, I would like to see this live in a basement. I, I More so to just sort of like get that, just watch people not enjoy themselves, right? <laughs> sure, yeah. Because this is not enjoyable. Right. Um, and it says, it says when the, the, the tape, it says they sound like shit. Fuck you. Indeed, that does sound like shit. <laughs> right, yeah. And it, it sounded so shitty that I couldn't tell what was just like the distortion and like bullshit of the recording versus what was like various effects on things. Yes. Uh, the vocalist definitely had like something on, you know, some, some sort of fucking effect. Right. Um, I like the idea of taking ugly basement hardcore and making it even less approachable. For sure. Yeah. Um, so for me, this is a winner for that. I wouldn't buy this because I would never listen to it. Right. Yeah. I would go see Richard Scary because I don't, because I want to watch other people not want to listen to it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Right. Yeah. And and I hope they take that as a compliment because um, I certainly would if this is what I was making. Right. Yeah. Because that's, that's the intent of this. And I think in that way, that makes it uh pretty goddamn fucking punk. Right. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I can't add a whole lot to that. I mean, I feel I, I largely feel the same way in terms of actual musicality. I mean, I think that this is is pulling largely from sort of the uh, the James Trejo subsect of of like the Denver hardcore yeah. scene. You know, I think that's a fair assessment. Yeah, um, this is this is definitely in the cadaver dog world, or or think of anything uh, you know adjacent to that, maybe Vile Gash or something like that. Um, and uh, musically, this I think is going to be relegated to like the also ran list of this era of this particular style of stuff. But yeah, in terms of like I guess the core ethos of what this is aiming for, in terms of just being unapproachable and uh, intentionally obtuse, I'm with it. And the form is one that I'm down with. Um, it's just not something that's that's going to uh, etch its way into. It's not going to etch itself into my memory. I'm not gonna. I'm not. Gonna going to recall this but yeah i would i would go see it and enjoy it largely for the same reasons that you cited and uh i appreciate the uh i I appreciate the project and uh and the band for that reason uh alone but uh musically this this didn't do a whole lot for me but it likewise didn't offend me it's obviously doing something that i I find pretty enjoyable it's just not doing the best job at it you know this stuff is basically purely performance piece, right? It doesn't sure. really matter if this ever makes it to recording or anything like that because, like I said, the, the for me, the value is in the experience of seeing it. Right. Um, you know, it's not it's not in the, the obviously, obviously it's not in the audio. Right. I hope that if they play live, like when they play live, that it is outrageous and awful at the same time. For sure, yes. You know what I mean? Just yeah. like, a spectacle but also everyone is fucking miserable i even think the people in this band need to be under um some degree of like duress sure and like something nearing self-harm for this to be effective (laughs) yeah no i agree for sure i mean hell some of uh some of the favorite sets that i have that that you and i have ever played together in parasitic twins involve uh, a fair degree of stress on our part <laughs> on top of the yeah. stress that we're also inducing, not knowing I, I whether that, or not a fist is going to come my way from you. Uh, right. Like the one time you kicked me square in the nuts and I had to play right through it. 
Yeah, you <laughs> kicked me too. <laughs> yeah, but you like full on like three stooges, like your fucking tree trunk of a leg swung like a pendulum and slammed me in my wide open legs. I think that was after some old man got his got fucking knocked out. <laughs> yeah, I believe so. And I threw broken glass at people and kicked their drinks off the stage. <laughs> yeah, that was one of my favorite shows we've ever played. Yeah. And so, like, yeah, like this, this, this is a sort of music where, like, if you're in a basement with these fuckers, yeah, I hope they set up in front of the fucking door. Sure. Yes. Yes. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, you're not getting out of here. And if you are, it's going to be an even bigger scene. That's what I want to see. I don't even care if they get to play their fucking whole set. Sure. I want to see it fall to fucking shit. Uh, this is this is what I mean by like menace, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. This better menace because yo, fat dudes with a fucking flat brim with script on ain't fucking menacing. Don't right. give a fuck. I don't give a fuck who you are, where you're from, what band you're in. It ain't fucking menacing, right? right. Yeah. But a fucking ratty fucking dude, like the guy that is screaming into the mic there, uh, dressed in soiled filthy fucking clothes and i'm not saying gg allen per se right because he kind of became a caricature of himself but like um certainly giving off like those fucking feral vibes right right and and like yeah you could like like oh these guys aren't gonna fucking let me go right yeah they're gonna fucking play this goddamn music for 15 minutes and you know he's got you know fucking nothing but saran wrap on (laughs) and um it looks like there might be bookers in his mustache, you know? Right. Yes, yes, exactly. Right? And he's drooling, and he's coming this fucking way, right? <laughs> right, yes, exactly. And you know, like, I could put this guy down and get out of the fucking basement, but, like, ah, fuck, I don't know if I want to put up with this bullshit, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, there's just this anxiety about the whole fucking thing, and they stink, you know what I mean? Sure. Like the whole thing is unpleasant and it's unpleasant for them too. Right. (laughs) Yes. Right. Yeah. This, this sort of thing should be like, it should be an imposition, you know? Yes. Yes. It it should be, we are, Richard Scary is going to, they are going to inflict themselves on you. Right. Yes. Right. And, and, and like whoever books them is either like really fucking sorry and, and like, you know, regretting it. Or knows sure. exactly what is coming. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. And is 100% into it, right? Yep. <clears throat> yeah. So like that's I, that's what I want to see from this. I don't really care what it sounds like on tape. For me, that's not the fucking point. Um, it's like I said, it's it's performance piece. For sure. Yeah. Agreed entirely. So there you go. Um, let's, uh, let's roll the dice to see what's up next. Uh, nine. Okay, so <laughs> I know I don't I don't know if we're for sure gonna get an answer, but we're gonna we're gonna try to get to the bottom of this mystery. So this is Press Gang Union. Um, the Bandcamp is pressgangunion.bandcamp.com. Um, like I said, all of the font employed here is of the sketchy <laughs> white power variety. You know, there's just a man in a t-shirt, the back of his bald head, his shorn head showing with like trees and eagles in the sky with lightning crashing down. Are they, uh, yeah, or like crows or vultures or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah or hawks or something, who knows. Yeah. Um, and like the the none of the there's no lyrics to any of these tracks, which I find to be regrettable. But hopefully this person's diction, hopefully Scab's diction will be excellent, because um, I really want to know what they're. Their first song on here is called "Stand Your Ground," 
You know what I mean? Like that could go, <laughs> that could go so many ways. The song that they have queued up to play though is the second track, Ain't Buying What You're Selling, which also could like, that seems like it could, it, it, it could contain an essence of what the band is about, you know? I, th- I think, I think that w- what we're in store for, I'm, I'm looking at their Facebook right now. Mm-hmm. I think that what we're in store for is some like, um, you know, Teddy, like, like hard as nails looking, but Teddy bear sort of fucking like dudes, you know what I mean? Like sure. I'm looking at their fucking, their fucking webpage and their Facebook with well, a fucking webpage. Right. <laughs> I'm looking at their fucking, and it just doesn't, uh, at least if, if they're really good, if, if they're not a bunch of fucking out and out fucking stormfront motherfuckers, they're really good at covering their tracks. Right. Okay. Fair enough. So we'll see. Um, I haven't seen anything about, you know, replacement theory or anything so far. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's uh, let's just jump into it then. So we'll listen to the song they have queued up to play. So we're going to listen to Ain't Buying What You're Selling by Press Gang Union off of When the Storm Hits. So we just listened to "Ain't Buying What You're Selling" by Press Gang Union off of "When the Storm When the Storm Hits." Um, I don't believe this is a tape or an LP. I can only assume that this is, if it's on a physical format at all, 
probably on a CD. <laughs> um, this seems like CD CD player oi for sure. Um, you know, there I couldn't detect anything blatantly racist. I also lurked. Uh, I also lurked their Facebook a little bit, and I saw um, one of the dudes was rocking like a Trojan a Trojan reggae um, shirt. So it seems like, and there was like you know some two tone skanking guys uh, in in one of their logos and shit. Yeah. So it seems like they're probably not racist. Although I will say that might have given me a little bit more to sink my teeth into and analyze here because this is just like this is the particularly um, disposable form of oi that I think turns the vast majority of, of people off of the genre who are like trying to get into it. Like this is, I think, you know, kind of whoa, oh, kind of shit yep. is, is exactly what most people like the uninitiated, uh, you know, uh, oi listener thinks of when they hear this shit. And it's why they're like, yeah, no, thanks. I'll pass on that. Um, it's, it's not offensively bad or anything, but it's just straight up. Like I'm getting rowdy with my boys at the bar music. It's not, it does nothing for me and like if if this is your only exposure to to oi um yeah i can understand why you would pass on it you know yeah yeah i didn't feel this at all this this felt like the kind of oi that this is uh um pay to play oi right this yeah. is this is oi that would pay to play with like you know i don't know fucking biohazard <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe I, I was I'm I'm thinking more like they open up um they open up like whatever legacy punk or oi band is coming through their town. Yeah, they, that's what I was saying. You so know, you know, they, you know, they'll uh, they'll sell tickets. They'll, they'll put them on the bill. They'll sell tickets. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, this didn't this didn't scratch any sort of itch for me. As soon basically like as soon as I heard the guitars, mm-hmm. I just thought, okay, never mind. Yep. You know. Sure. Yep. It just didn't have the, the clarity. It didn't have the fucking riffs. It didn't have, uh, I don't know, it didn't have anything about Oi that I liked. The o- in fact, the only thing, like you mentioned, that uh, the only reason that I would say, oh, this is Oi, is because of the O's. Yeah, this is, I mean, it's just really run-of-the-mill uh, street punk bullshit, you know? Mm. Um, yeah, I really don't have anything else to say about it. This is, uh, this is the highly disposable old guy. Oi, there you have it. That's, uh, this is really, really nothing, nothing else to be said. I will say press gang union. If you're listening to this being an oi band and, uh, flirting with the, the storm imagery and shit, you do so at your own peril. You know what I mean? Or, or they generate mystique, right? Okay. Men of mystery. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Right? That, that too. <laughs> that too. I, I mean, I mean, you know. Just in the long-standing tradition of, uh, you know, the mystery of white heritage, right? <laughs> white men of mystery. Yeah, 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 a very in vogue thing to be at the moment for sure. Yeah. <laughs> a white man of mystery who, who nobody can quite suss out where you lie on the political. You're not, system. you're not really sure what's going on there, right? <laughs> yeah, dude, a very popular right? figure right now. <laughs> it's it's a complex alchemy. Like you really, you really have to like. You really have to divine the fucking tea leaves here and like figure out, okay, how many American flags are there? <laughs> Is that American flag upside down? Right? Right. Um, and you know, if so, just, for what reason? You know, yeah, I, if so, what for, for what reason? What color, what color are the laces? How old are these guys? <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, exactly. Is, that, is, it, is that a fucking rune I see on the neck? I'm not sure from this angle. Right? right. Like, you really have to study the mystery of these white men. Yeah, for sure. A puzzle to be deciphered. Um, <laughs> so whatever. I mean, you know, I, 
like I said, there's nothing that indicates that these guys are fucking, you know, ready to fucking come march into your town and, uh, you know, somehow fucking, you know, <laughs> I guess, uh, enforce the white agenda on you. But uh, um, I, I was about to say something probably worse than that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure you were. Um, but, you know, um, it didn't mean it's any good either. Yeah. Yeah, no, right. not, you not, know, not like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, well, whatever is about all you could say about this. So <laughs> let's uh, let's roll the dice and uh, see what's up next. Uh, eight. Okay, eight is the new skeleton release. You can hear this at twentybuckspin.com. Uh, I think it's actually listen dot twenty bucks dot twenty buckspin.com. I'm having some trouble speaking tonight. Um, so this came out in February. It's their newest release, Ordainment of Divinity. Um, the opening track on here, I was told, is an intro, so uh, we should uh, listen to the second song, which is simply the Roman numeral one. So we're going to listen to that by Skeleton off of their EP, Ordainment of Divinity. <laughs> Okay, we just listened to the song One by Skeleton off of Ordainment of Divinity. And yeah, we uh, so I do recall we listened to um, some stuff off of their self-titled LP that I think 20 Bucks Ben also put out last year. And uh, I do remember liking that a lot. And I liked this a lot too. Nate, how'd you, uh, how'd you feel about it? I, it's fine, I guess. Right? Fair enough. I mean, yeah, I liked how blown out it was. I liked how shitty it was. Um, it definitely was, you know... It definitely, from what I recall, because I haven't revisited the last album, mm-hmm. it definitely seemed to be maybe a little more picked up. Yeah. Um, so that was pretty cool. But it's also admittedly very raw, so it's going to be cleaned up. It even says so in the fucking write-up for this that you know the tracks are, some of those tracks are going to be cleaned up and presented in a, like, another form on a full length, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'm interested in that song without the fucking, without it being as raw as it was. Um. I mean, I'm not saying it's bad. Mm-hmm. I just, it's fine, right? Yeah, fair enough. 
So, I mean, I, I don't know. It's fine. I guess I'm the only person in the fucking world. It says, as the world awaits the forthcoming storm of Skeleton's second full-length album later in 2021, I guess I'm the only fucking person in the world that's not awaiting this. <laughs> yeah, because a, uh, a lot of people have bought this, too. I know. And, and, well, however many there were. I don't know how many demos there were. You know, yeah. maybe there were three. <laughs> maybe I, I assume that there are more since twenty bucks been put it out. But probably, even, but like I'm even saying, just like, in the in the supported by category, there are a, a few hundred buyers on there alone. So that's what I'm saying. So apparently, I'm the only fucking person that uh, doesn't give a ton of a shit about uh, skeleton. It's fine, right? That's yeah. cool. Um, now fuck off. <laughs> yeah, fair enough, man. I mean, I can, uh, I can, I can see why somebody would be ambivalent towards this. This, uh, this really hit the, hits the sweet spot for me with this particular form of lo-fi black metal. I mean, I reference them often when speaking about this particularly particular subsect of of lo-fi black metal stuff. But it, it's in the bone all world. Or if you want another comparison, maybe the uh, torture chain demos. And there are any a number of other reference points that that you could throw out there. Um, that are sonically similar but uh yeah this this kind of stuff does it for me um i also don't know how interested i would be if the fidelity were increased on this i like this in an incredibly raw format i like uh i like that every time homeboy went to do a tom fill yeah it blew out the entire tape so you couldn't hear anything else that was going on right that was a nice touch um I, I can see how somebody would write this off though. I could, this is one of those strange things where like, I, I understand how somebody could be totally ambivalent to it. And I can also understand how this would be absolutely be somebody's shit. Um, it falls more in the latter camp for me. I really, really like this a lot. That said, I haven't gone back and like revisited that full length much, uh, since it came out. I kind of barely remembered, like it, it took, it took this being put in front of me to remember that the LP existed. So this is, this might be one of those things that, it's like anytime it's placed in front of me, I always find it palatable and I always enjoy it, but I rarely revisit it unless it's something that really, really like stands out amongst the herd of this, this type of shit. And I'm not sure. Um, I'm not sure if this will do that for me, but uh, for the minute and 37 seconds that I was exposed to it, I liked it a whole lot. So that's, that's really all I can say about it. There you go. Um, let's, uh, let's keep it moving. I want to get through, uh, I want to get through a decent amount of music tonight. So, well, we're moving. Um, six. Okay, six is Cue Ball with Welcome to the Rubber City. The Bandcamp is cueballrchc.bandcamp.com. So, like I said, this is a band that we had on like pretty. I don't know how early on in the show it was, but I I, I want to say it was fairly early because their their last release I think came out in yeah March 2019. of 2019. Yeah, March of 2019. So this must have been pretty early in in the show's existence, and uh, I don't remember this sticking with us. I don't remember us loving this, um, but I don't uh, remember it at all. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's like all I remember about it is I think that we were fairly ambivalent towards it. Um, so the song that uh, that Vlad suge- suggested we listen to is the last song on here, "Paint My Smile." So we'll go with that one. So we're gonna listen to "Paint My Smile," "Paint My Smile" by Cue Ball off of "Welcome to the Rupper City."
So we just heard the song Paint My Spot Paint My Smile by Q Ball off of Welcome to the Rubber City. And um so we've been getting kind of a lot of stuff in this vein uh on the show lately. And I've I've kind of noticed like an uptick in its popularity, like the popularity of this form among people between the ages of I guess I want to say like twenty and twenty. 526 um and there's a handful of bands that have kind of gained a little bit of a foothold nationally with this sound um doing it particularly well a band like uh pummel from boston comes to mind who we've had on the show we had another band that was really similar to this maybe last week or the week before uh slug Mm, Um, yeah <clears throat> also a, from Ohio, I think. Also from Ohio, and I think maybe in the same kind of general scene. Um, to a lesser extent, that band Fading Signal, who's 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 caught a little bit of uh, of, a, of a wave recently with the uh, release of their last seven inch. And uh, yeah, so this is pulling from I think a lot of the same influences as a band like uh, Slug was. Um, a lot of that sort of like um, early to mid aughts Boston hardcore that I grew up with, the locking out scene. This is equally indebted to that as it is to like rival mob with notes of more sort of like squarely modern hardcore like terror in there to a lesser degree. But it's just sort of like straight up mid-tempo, moshy, fun hardcore and it's we've taught we've like kind of talked it to death since we've been got, getting a lot of it a, a lot of it lately so i i really don't want to belabor the point this is a thing that like i really understand the appeal of especially to younger folks it's really straight up it's a formula that's hard to fuck up when it's done well it's fun to see in a basement it's fun to see in a small room you learn the lyrics you go off your with with your friends uh i very much get it this is a form that's that definitely appealed to me when i was in my late teens early 20s and it doesn't do a whole lot a whole lot for me now but uh i have no agenda against it i i i understand its its position and its place and its role in hardcore uh and i think this kind of music is a really good gateway drug for folks who are like just kind of stepping into this from maybe other forms of of heavy music or less heavy music it's uh kind of immediately accessible Mm -hmm. um you know, I get it. I very much understand the appeal of this kind of stuff. And I think this was really competently done. It just doesn't do a whole lot for me, but I I got nothing bad to say about it, you know? Yeah. I think we're all for four with me tonight. Um, this is fine. I don't pay attention to shit like this period. Um, it just doesn't, same thing with you. It just doesn't, it doesn't strike me in any way anymore. Um, so, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't have, I don't have a ton to say about it. It's, um, it's a form of hardcore that uh, is uh, just I, I I never think about. Yeah, right for sure. Yeah, I never think about. It. Yeah, there's just not, not a, there's just not enough to sink sink my teeth into. You know what I mean? I th- you know, I, like like I was reading like the lyrics. You know what I mean? Um, and and by and large, those those lyrics are pretty sort of like timeless hardcore lyrics, right? Sure. Yeah. I mean, very much the th- the theme of them, right? Yeah. And I don't know what it is, but like when they're delivered in, I guess, bouncy hardcore like this, or 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 like this isn't tough guy, but like you know, like this is sort of on the spectrum of hardcore. This is uh, you know, a little closer to like you know New York tough guy hardcore than uh, I usually travel very much. Sure, um, they always sound whiny. Right. Yeah. 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 
You know what I mean? Like, like I've, you know, if, if this were, deli- if, if these lyrics were delivered with like a, a lot more sarcasm and just general, like rock and roll, I probably wouldn't come away with that, with that, uh, that flavor, sure. but they always just sound like, like whiny, you know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. Um, it just sounds like a bunch of like, I don't know, young folks trying to talk street and trying to be street and um, instead just sounding like crybabies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. And like with what little I know of like the members of Q-Ball, I don't think anybody in this band is posturing like they're uh, street No, tough, no. And, and that's not my, that I guess that's not what, I'm not saying that they are, you know what I mean? But yeah. like that's, that's where my brain goes basically. You know what sure. I mean? Yeah. When I see phrases like protect your neck from what? Right, yeah. No one's going to get you. Trust me. <laughs> right, yeah. No one's going to get you. I get it because it rhymes with tongue in check, right? Protect your neck. Right, right. But, but ain't nobody coming to get you. Sure. I think right. I think it's it's amazing how sort of uh prescient and like everlastingly applicable the uh the embrace lyric penned by Ian MacKay in 1986 was uh attack defend you live in a fantasy nobody wants anything that belongs to you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like yeah, I- it's that that applied then, and it will apply until the end of this form of music, you know. <laughs> yeah, it sure will. It's just because it's a good, it's a it's a good go to, right? Yeah. I mean, everybody thinks that their problems fucking mean shit, right? Everybody likes to cry about their fucking problems, and even if you ain't got no fucking problems, this is definitely a tried and true well to go to to, uh, you know get the old tea boiling at the local show. <laughs> yeah, sure. Sure, sure. Yeah, it's uh it's one of those like vague, broadly applicable and relatable topics that like if you really need to pen some lyrics to the last song on your EP, like you can just go to this well and make something up and like uh, 15 minutes later you got a song, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So, uh, but like I said, by and large, I'm, I'm not mad at this at all. I think it was competent, competently delivered. It's just, uh, it's really not in my wheelhouse anymore. If you had caught me on a good day when I was 19 or 20, sure. Now, not so much, but, uh, but I get it. And I, uh, I wish these, I wish these kids nothing but the best and I'm glad they're doing yeah. their thing. For sure. Keep it up. It's tried and true. Um, you'll get bored with it someday as well. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Uh, all right, let's roll the dice. Six. Okay, six is Doppler Radar and the local news. The Bandcamp is drln.bandcamp.com. This is a single that came out in January, Kissing Booth with the B-side Scout Me. Um, I don't know. I guess, oh, this is a single actually. Okay, so... Um, I think that the uh, the B side is actually what they have uh, queued up to play, so we'll listen to that one. So I know nothing about this band at all. Um, like I said, it was described as it's. I mean, the description is a little off putting. Prog noise punk. I don't like those words in in succession <laughs> at all. <laughs> this is this is the second band we've had that um, has noise in it as well. Yeah, I, that always when you. I always feel when I see things like experimental prog noise. Yeah. It's just it's just a synonym for shitty. Yeah, yeah, for sure. The only application like, in which I care about the word noise as applies to music is like uh, amphetamine reptile shit for the most part. So yeah, yeah, and like the only application that I give a shit about Prague is like 1971. <laughs> right. Yeah, it doesn't extend much beyond like King Crimson. So right. So so I don't know. I noticed too that this is also on Sauna Suit Recordings. Oh, okay. Word. But it says at the top. 50 North American copies of a cassettes distributed by Goodbye Boozy, which is an Italian label. Interesting. Yeah. 
I can't speak to that, <laughs> but uh, there you go. Yeah. Um, so. All right. So let's. And it was twenty three copies. Oh wow! Well, and it's sold out. Well, that's not a particularly hard, hard they, goal to me. The world was waiting. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Right? And only the first twenty four motherfuckers, twenty three motherfuckers, got one. That's right. And everybody else is just waiting for that repress. Yeah. Um, all right. So uh, we're gonna listen to "Scout Me" by Doppler Radar in the local news. So we just listened to the song Scout Me by Doppler Radar and the local news off of their recently released single. Um, Nate, how'd you feel about that? Um, There are parts of that that I liked, um, and there are parts of that that I wish weren't in there. Sure. Um, That that went a lot of different ways. It did. Especially within like the first like 45, 30, 35, 45 seconds. Yeah. Um, When I, I looked up, I was like, Jesus, we're only... 20 like 38 seconds into this thing yeah um you know so i think this was at its best when it was doing its best fucking lumpy lumpy records tryout and trying to sound like like dawn of humans or something like that sure that's what it reminded me of when he just kept saying scout me scout me scout me scout me over and over and over right for me i think that's when it was at its best yeah i liked how frenetic it was i liked how obnoxious and stupid it was um i really like those aspects of it I didn't necessarily like the um, the little like uh, tiptoeing up to like I don't know like a, a fucking like jazz interlude at some point. Yeah, um, I feel like they were trying to ch- channel like a Dillinger with that. Right, right, and I, I could have done without that. Um, I felt like uh, I felt I, I just I I loved how fucking stupid and obnoxious the first like minute was. Yeah. yeah. Um. And I could have done with, I, 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 I was, I was on board with that. So I'm about like, uh, we'll say 75% there on this. Um, I feel like, uh, I would like to hear a bit more just distort and noise mm-hmm. overall mm-hmm. in, uh, the recording. For sure. 
I think that it would have helped uh, just make every from and it's probably maybe it's not what they're going for, but for me, like it would have made it even more of a fucking obnoxious mess for me. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, this was this was uh, I'm I'm not giving this a, a full on uh, like thumbs up, but I'm about seventy percent there. We'll say. Yeah. So I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of right there with you, and like the thing that would have pushed me up to that hundred percent mark is a thing that I, I can't really articulate or explain, nor do I have like any good reason for why this is. But like if this were Japanese, that would have like filled <laughs> in the other 30%. You know what I mean? It's to be expected, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. For sure. If this was like if this was like the newest delivery from like a band like CSSO, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, who, you know, some of their stuff is pretty good. Some of it is like, what the fuck? But like, it's what you expect, right? Sure. If this were some just, you're right, a, a weirdo Japanese band, I would have been 100% in. Right. Yes. You're exactly. absolutely right. I think it's, it might just be looking through it, looking at it through like a different cultural lens or something. I don't know what it is, you know? Um, like I said, I don't think I'd probably have a particularly uh, good reason, and if I do, it would it would take me far too much time to sort of like uh, pull it out and articulate it in a convincing way, and I'm not going to pain anybody with that. So, um, but yeah, I was probably seventy seventy five percent of the way um, to 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 being on board for this too. I would be interested to hear the A side on this. Um, I wasn't as off put by the sort of like Dillinger esque parts on this. And like, I am trying to look at this through sort of like an early Dillinger or even like uh, with the weirdness, I wasn't necessarily seeing like a, a, a lumpy record sort of correlation, but more like a, maybe like a Mike Patton sort of thing, you know? Yeah. I could hear that in there. I could, I, I could definitely hear that in the back, in the second half of this. Yeah. Um, for sure. Yeah. Um, and I like a lot of what Mike Patton does. I don't like anyone that tries to sound like anything that Mike Patton right. does. Right. Yeah. That's the, he's he's like a, a very singular and like anomalous figure because he can do shit that if anybody else were doing it, I would think it was absolutely absurd and like disposable and that shouldn't exist. But when he does it, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of on board for this, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but yeah, overall, I think, uh, this was better than, than I expected it to be in, in the sense that it was just like frenetic and unhinged and genuinely weird and wild. And, uh, I appreciate that about this, even if like musically I wasn't hanging with it for the duration of that minute 47. Um, it, uh, it, uh, it interested me, which is more than, than pretty much anything else that I've heard tonight did i mean i like yeah. that skeleton stuff but it, it certainly wasn't uh musically interesting this was and uh I, I appreciate that about it for sure yeah that's that's my sentiment on it too for sure um all right let's uh let's do one more and then tackle the dreaded voicemails one okay one is junta with their dodd tid ep the band camp is junta punks j-u-n-t-a-p-u-n-x.bandcamp.com you know don't hold me to any pronunciations here um this is a band from copenhagen denmark um and it was sent in by uh john from the path this is his his weekly international submission um looks like they've got the first song queued up to play so we'll go with that it is time glasses tyranny Thank you. 
All right, so we decided to listen to two songs. So we listened to Time Glass, It's Tyranny, and E Krieg Mod Live by Junta off of their Dotted EP. Um, so the, the reason that at least that I fielded the idea of listening to the second song is because that first song felt like it it never it never really got started. No, um, there was like it felt like they had at least another 30 seconds to go, but there was only like two seconds left in the song. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. It just you, not that this is sonically similar in, in even the remotest sense, but you've often described your experience uh, listening to the band "Modern Life Is War" as every song feeling like it's building to something that never comes. Yes, I mean that's very much the sensation that I got listening to to the first track on this. So um, I was just like, okay, I, I don't that song never went anywhere. It never really got started. There were like there were moments where I thought like surely it was going to kick into overdrive and get going. And then I was like, okay, yeah, cool. This riff is, this riff is kind of good. Uh, let's see where it goes. And then it just never got there. Um, so the second song kind of delivered on, I guess the, the promise of the first song, it did pick up the pace a little bit and, and kind of kicked its, kicked its ass into gear um, playing sort of uh, obviously D beat indebted form of hardcore with uh, a little bit of sort of, I guess, early, proto black metal uh influence there especially in the sort of like halftime mm-hmm. breakdown snoppy part mm-hmm. um and it was pretty good uh, yeah. that's really that's really all i can say about it it was it was pretty good i liked it just fine but uh it it, it also didn't particularly impress me i i don't imagine that this will stick in my brain but uh i, I didn't dislike it at all so this band's been around for a, a minute anyway mm-hmm. um the first demo came out in september of 2015 yep um yeah i like this uh, i i I felt the same way about the first song. I, I, I really liked the uh, like spoken words over the front of the first song. Yeah, but not for the reason that the band wanted me to like them. <laughs> right? Yeah. Sure. I just thought it sounded really funny. Right. And I was hoping that that's how it was going to be the whole way through, um, because that would have been a lot of fun to have like you know D beat sort of hardcore that I felt like at least in the production could have been a lot louder and more ripping. Yeah. Um, I felt like the vocals just sort of like smothered everything. Sure. Um, but like having just like those breathy deep vocals over the uh over that 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 music for uh you know a full EP would have been so fucking good. If yeah. that would have happened, buying it, right? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Right. <laughs> buying it. Um, but on the whole though, no, I I did enjoy this just fine. I I um my only real complaint with it was, I guess, in what the final product sounded like. Yeah. I just want to hear the instrumentation up front and a bit more like like loud and snarling than it was. Sure. Um, but other than that, I thought this was just fine. Um, yeah. It didn't, it didn't, uh, it, it wasn't stupid enough for me to buy it. You sure. know what I mean? Like, like as, it, as, as it was for what it was, I think it's good. Yeah. Um, if it was a stupid goofy thing like I just described with the deep vocals over it. I would have bought it not be not for a serious reason. <laughs> yeah. Um so like I like this. This was just fine, but um yeah, I, I it's uh it'll get lost in the sea of similar sounding stuff for me. Yeah, definitely. Same. So on that note, um, you know, the music the music tonight has not has not provided like just a- fine. Everything every, do we have anything that we just out and out didn't like? I felt like we tried to be pretty positive, even though we did like somebody came was like, Hey, put our new stuff out here. 
you know, and we're like, well, that was fucking shitty. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even with that, I was like, yo, I, I, I dug what they were going for. I think they just missed the mark on one crucial component. Yeah. Um, and, and so, um, I don't know. Everything was just fine, right? Yes, exactly. So I'm hoping that maybe the voicemails can evoke uh, an emotional response in us that tonight the music just couldn't couldn't achieve. Yeah, so. maybe they maybe they paint a smile on me, right? Make me feel like that cue ball song. <laughs> yeah, maybe so. So uh, let's uh, let's pivot to the voicemails and see what these see what these fools have to say this week. Okay. Um, for y'all to think I actually found God is kind of absurd. Like, don't mistake me for a straight. Fuck that. Also, uh, uh, here's two burnt as shit takes. Yeah, I got some time. Good. Um, to all those people who drink, who drink and drive and get caught, it's kind of a shame you get to live. I mean, I, why not just firing squad? Fucking death by firing squad or. You get a second chance, and if you set off the breathalyzer in your car, your car blows up. <laughs> also, uh, if you're of your state and then hardcore in your, like, Twitter bio or Instagram bio, I'm just going to assume you're a cop. Peace. Actually, I got, like, 12 seconds. Um, yeah, Gore Guts is kind of all I've been listening to the past, like, four days, and all I can think about is... Obscura has some insane fucking riffs. Yes, indeed, Obscura does have some insane fucking riffs. It's kind of what that record is known for. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Kind of what I, Gore Guts is known for. In, indeed, uh, yeah, Gore, Gore Guts is good. Yeah, you did come. You came with some really, um, some squarely milk toast takes this week. Drunk driving is bad. <laughs> I think we're all in concurrence there. And uh, and if you have your state. Uh, in your social media 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 bio, um, you're gonna assume that uh, that person is a cop. I I don't know. I have nothing to say on that. Um, I have no thought or opinion about that whatsoever. So there you go. Um, I will say, Gore Guts. Uh, a few weeks back, we were talking about death metal comeback records that were pretty good. Um, the Gore Guts record from like uh, Colored Sands. Know, yeah. When when was that? From like 2012, maybe. No, it's not that old. Um, uh, it's not that old. Okay. I, I, it came out sometime in the teens in the 20 teens. Yeah. Um, colored sands. It's like, um, I don't know. It's not that. Yeah. 2013. Wow. Yeah. I okay, didn't think so, it was that old. So, uh, in terms of, uh, death metal comeback records, also pretty fucking good. Yeah. It is a good fucking record. I typically yeah. don't, I'm, I'm not a big tech death metal, like technical death metal fan. Yeah. Um, but that is a solid record. For sure. Uh, so there you go. <laughs> let's, uh, let's, let's keep it moving. Hey, what's up? This is uh, Zach Honeycutt again. Uh, I just heard Will's response to the voicemail that I left. And uh, yeah, I feel largely the same about it. I guess my uh, initial question was not so much like, do you care what other people think of you or what they think of the podcast or your credibility? But just more of the kind of phenomenon of contrarianism that happens whether you're like a big music dude or God forbid in the film world where there's just so much contrarianism and so much like, I don't want to say gatekeeping because that has certain connotations, but there's just so much holier than thou like pontificating about shit. And so I was just kind of more curious about 
like how you've experienced that phenomenon and how you thought of yourselves in that context. Because for me, it's like, I don't give a shit what anyone thinks of what I enjoy or what I listen to. Like, I like drive through records pop punk just as much as I like Hell Ripper, who, by the way, I submitted. <laughs> you guys kept talking about other people submitting it, but that was definitely fucking me. But anyway, like, I don't care. I genuinely enjoy the things that I like, and I enjoy the discussion very much, almost as much as I enjoy the art itself. So I appreciate people who can put these things into words in a way that's interesting and have good conversation and relate it to things in a way that I don't. So that is why I enjoy this show so much, because I interact with it in isolation in a similar way, and I had a moment of disenchantment, and this podcast was a big way of kind of bringing me back into it. So I really appreciate what you guys do. I'm sorry if this is a few seconds too long, but yeah, just an interesting conversation. Loved yours and Will's response. Have a good one. So, um, yeah, I guess the contrarianism and so forth. I don't know. I think people sometimes try to be, I mean, are contrarian just to make a mark, right? There's plenty of shit sure. that I don't like that I probably should just because so-and-so fucking likes it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I'm a prick that way, you know? Um, oh, look at this motherfucker. He likes this fucking movie, right? Like, for instance, <laughs> I don't like Star Wars. The main reason I don't like Star Wars is because everybody fucking likes Star Wars. Right. Yeah. That's the main fucking reason. Also because it sucks. Um, (laughs) like, you know, the, the, what, what is it? Um, I, I, the first two, right. No, it's not the first two. It's episode four or whatever. No, fuck off. You know what I'm talking about, right? The first two movies that were made, those are the only ones I really give a shit about the rest of them. You can flush them. I don't fucking care. I'll go see them just so I can talk shit on them to you and like lay them out. Right. Um, but I don't like them, right? And yeah. I don't like people to have Star Wars shit on their fucking cars. Who gives a fuck? Wow, what a cool personality you have. Wow, isn't that a cool personality trait that you like Star Wars and your little kids are going to like Star Wars too? The magic of fucking Disney. Who gives a shit? I don't like Star Wars largely because of that, like the culture that surrounds it. Is that sure. contrarian? Maybe, right? I also think that maybe like it's viewed as contrarianism just to say that you don't necessarily like something, right? Like sure. maybe maybe we yeah. reside in a world where, you know, if you can't say something nice, don't say anything at all, right? Right. Um, and uh, that you're trying to be, a, a you know, a contrarian or a prick because of that. And maybe some folks are. I don't know. I think it's okay to say if you don't like something. Um, I, you know, not everybody deserves a fucking trophy, you know? Yeah, certainly. And... Just because I don't like a fucking band or anything that, that, you know, generally speaking, that doesn't say anything about the fucking folks that are in the band or anything sure. like that. You know, it's, hey, sorry, I just think uh, it sounded fucking whack, right? Right. So I don't know. Um, is there a, I, 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 we've talked about it before. I, I exist virtually in, in like a different sphere, right? A different plane, essentially. Yeah, that's true. When it comes to like knowing what's happening on, you know, in like, you know, social circles and so forth mm-hmm. like that. So I, I don't really know. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think largely uh, there is like there has been a trend on social media in recent years that does kind of err on the if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all side of the spectrum. And I uh, I don't feel like that's 
healthy for discourse if that's the lens you want to look through it uh and beyond that it's just like not fun or realistic or engaging on any level i like to be able to talk openly about the things that i enjoy and the things that i don't enjoy um and i don't think that either of those have to come preloaded with anything else which is why i kind of always in the preamble of this show state that we're not making value judgments because like even if it sounds like we are they're very relative to our experience and they're very relative to like our incredibly limited scope um you know we're not making objective broadly applicable value judgments about things so um i don't think that we are necessarily uh getting to the core of your question here and i think that will uh, largely covered it on his response in terms of like where I view ourselves and our relationship with that phenomenon. I don't really have a whole lot of thoughts about it. I I'm not just trying to be that dude, but um, I I truly don't spend like any spare mental energy or emotional energy uh, at this juncture in my life thinking about how other people uh, think of me or the things that I that I do and make or uh, where I fit into the the broader sort of like uh, social hierarchy or anything like that. It, it literally just has no bearing bearing on my life. The the actual scope of my personal life is um, unbelievably minuscule. It barely stretches beyond Nate. <laughs> it's like it's Nate and like uh, several other people, and uh, that's really that's really the the beginning and end of the whole thing so the fact that uh anything that i do or an involved or am involved in um gets any traction outside that is uh, a happy accident and it's one that i'm i'm happy to uh enjoy for the rest of the duration of the time that i get to enjoy it but beyond that i, I really don't think about it at all and that's uh that's the god's honest truth and with nate not having social media or anything i imagine that applies doubly to him so there you go um all right let's uh let's listen to the next one Hey guys, it's Claire again. Um, I just, I had this question just kind of like gnawing at me, uh, after finally catching up. What is your favorite Nicolas Cage movie? This is an important question. Don't fuck it up. Well, that's that's a great question. Nate, do you have one that comes to mind immediately? So I'm I'm looking up his uh this you know his his IMDb database, and I frankly I haven't seen most of Nick Cage's movies, right? Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, what what is the fucking what what is the one um the uh, Coen Brothers film that he Raising Arizona Blazing, Ra- Raising Arizona is pretty good, right? Yeah. You get there you get the same Nicolas Cage in basically every movie. It's just the the tenor of the movie around Nicolas Cage changes, <laughs> right. right? Yes, exactly. Um yes. I'm I'm not terribly interested in movies like like that are not completely insane. Right? Sure. Yes, I agree. I'm I'm not interested in like, you know, um I'm not interested in biopics, I'm not interested in dramas, I'm not interested in anything that uh is uh bordering on something that actually happened or could happen right (laughs) yeah sure fair enough i get that yeah so i i I just am not so i would have to say that recently the first thing that came to my mind because i thought he was really good in it and you 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 and i both liked it was uh mandy yeah it's great yeah right um he's good the 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 color out is another reason one the color out of space um love it's a new take on the lovecraft story um the movie itself wasn't great but Nicolas Cage is pretty funny in it. Yeah. Um, so I like that. It's 
pretty fucking over the top bad acting with Nicolas Cage being Nicolas Cage in it and like shooting his wife and crying and things like that and freaking out. So, yeah, I'm just going to say that in the past 10 years, probably Mandy for um, sure, because that's right up my fucking alley as far as just uh, stupid fucking eye candy. Um, Absolutely. I don't need a history lesson. I don't need fucking depth in my movie. I like my movies just like I like my hardcore raw and fucking to the point and just fucking stupid. Sure. Yeah. Um, definitely in recent memory, Mandy is the the obvious choice. Um, I, the scope of film that I enjoy is certainly wider than your own, Nate. Um, I do. Uh, I, I really, really like Raising Arizona. That might be my all time favorite. Yeah, uh, it's really days. good. But I, Nick Cage isn't the, isn't the main draw for me in that movie. Fair enough. Um, I also really like Adaptation. Yeah, um, that's a good movie. It's a, it's a super solid one. Um, but, uh, yeah, probably raising Arizona, I would say. And also do not discount the, like, uh, the, the, the nineties, the sort of mid to late nineties action blockbusters he was in. Cause I, I no, fuck heavily, sure. I fuck heavily with like Con Air and face off. Eight millimeters pretty decent, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, for sure. you know, I mean, Hey, don't sleep on him as Fu Manchu and werewolf women of the, of the SS, right? <laughs> Indeed, yes. Um, you know, I'm still waiting for those fucking movies to be made. Are you kidding me? I want to see Thanksgiving so goddamn bad. Yeah. Um. So, you know, whatever. I, for me, it's probably going to, like, City of Angels. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> gives a shit, right? My mom loved that movie. Yeah, of course she did, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's a mom kind of movie, right? For sure. That's Nicolas Cage being mom's favorite boy, right? <laughs> yes. And then, yeah. you know, Mandy is not. Face Off. I... It's a it's a laughably stupid movie, and that's right. the only reason anybody likes it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm just gonna go recently. It's it's either gonna be you know raising Arizona, um, is a highlight, and for me, most recently, probably Mandy. Yeah, agreed. Um, so hopefully those answers were uh, were up to par, Claire. The fact that he makes that fucking axe that looks like a Celtic Frost logo, yeah, just to go avenge his fucking murdered wife. Yeah, it's so good, man. <laughs> I love it, man. Panos Cosmatos, uh, we were like, after we watched like the panel discussion with him afterwards, and both of us came to the conclusion that that just seems like a dude who like, it's the, a rare instance of a guy who it's like, damn, I could actually see myself being homies with this dude. He seems fucking sick. He does seem fucking sick, but um, man, he's only got two movies. They both rule, but like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, he's he's in no rush, man. I guess know? he's not in any rush. <laughs> Um, all right, let's uh, let's listen to the next one. Chili! Fuck Applebee! Applebee's at Twitter, and Twitter is for pussy! When are you going to take that target mom and her shitty little kid, and then you fuck her? You take her to fucking Chili! Five ninety nine dollars Oh, they're getting into a uh, a competition here between Applebee's and Chili's for the diarrhea bowl. Yeah, Chili's is uh, throwing down the gauntlet. <laughs> it's 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 maybe the stupidest thing on 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 our on this show, right? Oh, easily, hands down. But in my head, I so wish that Applebee's the person and Chili's the person were real. Yeah, me too. I so at the the who Chili's uh, just referenced Applebee's having Twitter, and whoever is Applebee's the individual um, has made a Twitter account um, in which he talks about diarrhea bowls and shit. Okay, so <laughs> so there you go. Okay, uh, 
let's uh, let's listen to the next one. Hey, I just called to say I really, really love Applebee's 799 uh, diarrhea bowls. They're wonderful. Yeah, I, I hope you guys talk about that again. It, it, it recently popped in my head, you know, they're opening up dining rooms. And uh, I went and got really drunk at Applebee's. And I had my third diarrhea bowl. I wasn't drinking. I was just eating those things. But, yeah, anyway, you guys should talk about that more. Thank you. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I have to I have to assume that those calls were made in conjunction with one another like somebody yeah, they're somebody 4 minutes apart. Yeah, somebody communicated about I, I that. I think I think the fact that I I I audibly laugh about this just really it, it shows a major like fault in my foundation, right? Yeah. Like no matter how cool you try to be, no matter how fucking like, you know, no no matter how cool you try to be, the laughing out loud at that, mm. it, it blows any cred you have. For sure, man. I mean, if 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 people could hear the number of songs I sing about poo poo and pee pee day in and day out. Oh, it's not even that, right? I think you can get away with singing about poo with poop and pee, right, and still be uh, respectable, right? <laughs> I think everybody does it, you know. Okay. Yeah. Um, but like specifically. Without fail, when I hear somebody aggressively scream Applebee's and diarrhea bowl, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I, I laugh, right? Yeah. It's not funny, but um, it, it scratches an itch for me. I don't know what it is. It's, yeah. uh, it's, it's, it, it's become a complex, it's become like this meta joke inside my head. Right. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So. That's what it is for sure. I agree. Um, all right. Let's, uh, let's listen to the next one. Some motherfuckers. You know who the fuck, you know who the fuck it is, it's Applebee's, and I pissed the fuck off. I'm here to share my motherfucking rebuttal against the stupid ass motherfucker who called in last week to say, I hate Applebee's, the person who at the restaurant. Well, listen up, you demolition cunts. The next time you go on the air to talk shit about Applebee's and want to come down and get a seven ninety nine diarrhea bowl, well, guess what, motherfucker? I'm going to charge you $12.99 for a diarrhea bowl. How do you like them apples, bitches? Follow me on Twitter, motherfucker. There's nothing, there's nothing funny about what we just heard. <laughs> there's not. There's not without the context, you know? There really isn't. And the fact that we have three calls in a row. <laughs> yeah, man. It's really unreal. Dude. That's what's funny is we open up our phone lines for people to like, you know, ostensibly talk shit and get in beef or whatever. Or like, yeah. you know, like fucking Zach call and actually have like a real fucking comment, right? Yeah. <laughs> Instead, what do we get is people from fucking New Jersey screaming about Applebee's and chilies. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. That that is where the that's where the kernel of humor lies. That's, yeah. It's that like it's that we can't be involved in anything like no matter how how earnest the attempt without it just being like immediately flooded with this type of shit. It's, and, yeah, and like I don't mind it, right? Because huh? uh, it's not technically a prank call, right? right? Not it's it's the kind of shit that you wish you would hear and like. You know, like the the first day that fucking Terry Gross opens up the lines, right? Right. Yes. All you hope is you hear people calling up and screaming about diarrhea and chilies. Right. Yes. Right. The only time she's ever done it, 
right? She's going to try a new format. She's going to go the Diane Ream route, right? Yeah. And I, it, it's a total fucking failure because every single call is about diarrhea and chilies and Applebee's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if only, if only that's the world that we could live in. Um, all right. So on that note, we have got another AJ voicemail. So let's just jump right into it. Yo, uh, I know I left another voicemail with a burnt as shit take, and I know people are going to try to cancel me for that, but y'all don't take it hard, take it with a grain of salt, but the whole concept is drunk driving is not as ass. Oh, oh no, I got to stop. I got to stop. I got to stop. I'm not listening to this. This is weak. This is weak. How, right? how, far, how, far, how far in are you? I'm, I'm, uh, I made it like 30 seconds, so he's apologizing basically and trying to explain his position on drunk driving or his... And uh, then I'm reading forward and he's talking about something else. So, yeah, uh, don't don't fucking apologize. Right. Yeah. Right. Don't don't try to explain yourself. You think people should be shot. It's a shitty take. Whatever my means that half my fucking family would be dead. But uh, <laughs> fuck them, I guess. Right. Um, but, you know, but like, don't don't uh, don't back down. Yeah. Don't walk it back. Don't walk it back. Don't explain it. Just let it go. Just let it sit out there in the ether. If you get fucking fired, you get fucking fired. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you got to commit to the bit, man. Um, all right, cool. We got uh, we got two more messages. Let's left. Let's uh, let's let's get them done. So, y'all, what's up? Uh, you guys are saying something hyper relatable to me a couple weeks ago. Uh, like, I generally avoid conversations with like just the populace at large. Like, for example, my mother's been trying to get me to get together with her new husband's family for like a hot minute now and i just don't want to do it like i just don't want to talk about normie bullshit like no we're trying to buy a house uh, and like we're trying to have a baby i don't fucking care like do you want to talk about the new magic gathering set that's cool do you want to talk about the dv campaign i want to flesh out that's cool do you want to talk about how sick the drill sergeant lp is that's cool None of the things you want to talk about are cool. Uh, I don't know. Uh, fuck you. Anyway, thanks for confirming my uh, maladjusted social biases. Uh, fuck you. All right. Well, you're welcome for that, right? Sure. Yeah. So the, it's it's interesting. I was just talking about this yesterday because um, I have been around my my girlfriend's family twice now. And they are under the impression that I am painfully shy, like the shyest person that they've ever met. Because not once in the entire time that I have been around them have I laughed at all, <laughs> have I barely cracked a, spot, a smile, and uh, I have hardly uttered a word. And I was like trying to explain to her, like it wasn't a fight or anything, she knows that I am this way. And she was trying to kind of explain to her parents without also alienating and upsetting them, which is that like it for me extends beyond just like a lack of desire to converse or to relate or to pretend to relate or whatever. I truly don't I don't know how to do it. Like I don't have, I straight up don't have that skill set. Like I can bullshit and like observe social niceties to, to navigate my day with, you know, a modicum of grace for sure. But when it comes to like actually having to engage on like a personal social level and 
talk about things that I don't know or care about, I straight up, I don't know. I don't know how to fucking do it. So I just, I just clam up and I just sit there in silence for hours on end, just sort of observing everybody else talking back and forth uh, and not participating. That's just, that's how I always am in any social setting like that. So um, I feel you, man. I think it's, it's beyond, I mean, trust me, don't get me wrong. I, I do not like people at all. Um, but it extends beyond that for me. I, I straight up just, I don't, uh, I don't get it on like a fundamental, deeply rooted level. I, I just, I don't get it at all. Yeah. Well, you could uh, make yourself extremely unpleasant like myself and then uh, you don't get invited to things. <laughs> well, we did play Jackbox. Um, we played yeah. with our, we played with our friends. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. I remember some of our friends that don't normally play games with us, at least with us in that context. Yeah. Didn't seem to really enjoy it. <laughs> well, we played we played at uh, my girlfriend's parents' house, and um, I did let the veil down just a little bit, um, not entirely. Oh, you, you told some very dangerous jokes. You might <laughs> I told be careful. You might want to be careful what you say here on the internet. <laughs> I told I told some dangerous jokes. Um, you know, I guess in the back of my mind, halfway hoping that maybe they wouldn't invite me back for, for Thanksgiving or whatever, you know, but, uh, I, I, I got to rise out of them a little bit, but I think that they were very, um, they were very confused because when they looked to me for any sort of reaction, they just got nothing but a blank slate. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so there you go. I'm glad that, uh, I'm glad we're confirming your maladjusted social biases. If you don't want to get asked back, show up wearing a diaper and shitting <laughs> it and pissing it. <laughs> Don't don't like let them know. It's like they have to right. figure it out. Why are you all puffy around your around your waist and stuff? Right? What's that smell? Oh, it's uh, it's gray. He shit and pissed in his diaper that he's wearing. <laughs> that is a surefire way to not be invited back to social gatherings for sure. Yeah. <clears throat> all right. Let's uh let's tackle the last voicemail. How we doing, gentlemen? You know who it is. I just wanted to say I had to cancel Patreon. I haven't been able to listen for about two or three months. Uh, but I just took a new route, which involves a lot of driving and a lot of downtime. So I will be listening. And uh, perhaps I'll reactivate Patreon if uh, the content is still up to speed. But just didn't really need to explain it to you, but figured I'd just give a shout-out because love the Love the show. I'm listening now again for the first time in about three months. And, uh, hope you all are doing well. Hey, let's go fishing. Later. Yo, that was Joe. Um, that, that was Joe. We will be going fishing. I got a new fishing hobby. Oh, what's your new fishing hobby? Fishing for little tiny fish. Micro fishing, you call yeah, it. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I discovered it. I decided that uh, it was right up my alley as uh, sort of a biological, like a biology nerd sort of thing. Right. And so I got comically small fishing gear to go <laughs> fish for comically small fish. <laughs> oh, man. That's like, um, yeah, that's like quintessentially you. Yeah, pretty- I have I have hooks that are like three millimeters long. <laughs> it's so fucking stupid. It's, it's really, they're really hard to tie on. Yeah. And uh, I catch little minnows with them. It's great, man. I like, well, I, I will say I do like, uh, I like the total inversion of like uh, trophy fishing. You well, know? see, see, I'm still going to go fishing for big fish. Sure. But 
I'm not interested in like intermediate fish. So if I can't catch a big fish, I'll just catch those little tiny ones that I don't know what they are. And then I figure out what they are. Right. Right. And then I know what's in my local streams and I know what's there. Sure. So, cool. uh, it's, it's not bad. I, uh, I, I, uh, dumped some money into some tiny fishing gear and I have really tiny little hooks and tiny little bobbers and tiny little fishing gear. <laughs> Well, there you go. I, Joe. I literally was. I, I literally. Was, I was catching minnows like an inch and a half long out of the fucking creek at the cemetery this past week. <laughs> that's that's good shit, man. I'm I'm really glad that you found a new a new fishing passion. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, however, however, you need to invent the the things you love to do to keep them fresh. Well, the other thing is it. too, you know, I just. I can't let a fucking fish go unhooked. You know what I mean? Sure. Look at you swimming around there with without your mouth being fucking hooked, right? <laughs> I'll get you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're just gonna. You gotta show him who's boss. I'll get you. <laughs> well, yo, Joe. Thanks for thanks for calling. And um, I didn't even realize we you had uh, dropped off of the uh, the Patreon. At this point, we're we're such big dick ballers rolling in that Patreon cash. I, you know, people come and go. Who who knows? I don't even know anymore. Um, <laughs> you know, we've we've transcended we've transcended the ability to personally know all of our patrons and, and listeners at this point because we're uh, we're hardcore industry. Speaking big of which, do, we haven't done a shout out. Do we have any new ones? Uh, we do. We have one. Well, why don't one... you save it for the head of the next next episode so the people hear it? Because I, if you are still listening to this fucking show by this time, yeah, right, Stop. yeah, 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 yeah. I, I can honestly see why people are bummed about the, the, the. A lot of people get bummed about this, but as I always say, you can always hang up. Yeah. Well, also, like by a lot of people, that literally it 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 is reflective of the opinions of like uh, ten folks who religiously congregate every monday to listen to our show and talk about it on a discord server. every week every week the world waits for us to drop another episode right that's right or at least you know 15 to 20 people that's right um so on that note we'll wrap it up if you want to submit music it's demo listen podcast at gmail.com just make sure it's a year or less old and uh if we don't get around to it quickly um you know we'll we'll try and get in the queue eventually we're just a few weeks to a month behind at any given time because we get a high volume of submissions if you want to become a patron it's patreon.com slash demo listen podcast joe i can assure you the content is up to snuff um we should be having another part of the napalm death family tree patreon series coming at you soon this week yeah this yep this week and then if you uh want to call in it's 260-222-8341 just make sure it's a minute and a half or under try to gather your thoughts um and deliver them in a somewhat concise manner if you can beyond that rate and review on itunes all of that shit um got nothing else to say and uh yeah thanks for thanks for listening we'll catch you on the next one